The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Align and awaken with Mother Earth Rising podcast. Let's rise and heal together with me, Pippa, your Mother Earth healer. Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast. Today I've got a very special friend with me and I can't wait to introduce her because she is the ultimate goddess in the spiritual world, in in my world, because she's helped me so much on my journey already. I'm going to introduce Sarah McBride. Sarah is a spiritual mentor, business strategist and trauma specialist. She's the CEO of the Genius Alchemist Academy and the founder of Capucha. So when I say them things, I'm like, oh my God, she is the ultimate goddess in the spiritual world. She really is. And I can't wait to chat with her today. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Pip. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for the introduction. You're so welcome. I've been dying to chat to you on the podcast for so long because I just know the work you do is so linked into what I do. And I just, I just, I learn so much from you and you inspire me all the time. Thank you. I appreciate it. You're welcome. So before we get into the meat of what we want to talk about today, just tell the listeners a bit about you, what you do, and yeah, what you came to earth to be in this lifetime. Okay, so a little bit about what I do. So I know you've already kind of done some introductions, but it's kind of, um, it's, (laughs) what I would say is I align people with their purpose. So when I say, you know, trauma specialist, when I say um, spiritual mentor or business strategist, it's all kind of aligns to the same thing, which is aligning people to their purpose. Because within someone's purpose, you know, they have blockages like trauma that get in the way. You know, they have kind of visibility issues which stop them going out into business or they don't have the tools to put themselves out there in business, you know, as a conscious entrepreneur, healer, therapist, whatever it is that they want to do, you know, and spiritual mentor because the spiritual world has been something that I've been in for a very, very long time. Um, you know, my journey began very young and it's something that I've been persistently kind of moving through, you know, through my own journey of self-discovery and then how I can present that to other people. So in a nutshell, you know, that is what I do. I've got um, 10 years background as a corporate business consultant, which I don't do anymore because I now bring that world and those tools to the spiritual and conscious entrepreneurs. And I've also got over 10 years experience coaching um and you know doing therapies and you know that covers from you know shamanism to you know shamanic healing right the way through to you know neuroscience to multi-dimensional work to theta work 
So it's kind of a mixture. My journey's been really colourful, should we say. Yeah, I love when when you explain what you do because you've literally got a full toolbox of so many things you can help people with and that's why you are so sought after in, in, in your industry as well because you've just done so much of the work and you still are doing the work and I think people love you, Sarah, because you are so vulnerable, you are so authentic, you know, you do say it how it is and, you know, you do bring that real that realist into you know, you, basically, you know, and when people come to you, they need help with with all sorts of things, and mm. you don't fluff it. You just say, right, this is what we need to do, and you, you know, you you guide them through so beautifully, and that's sometimes what they need. You know, they need that direction and structure to 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 align with the higher self and soul. So, what are some of the things that you would say, you know, would help people to get into alignment with their soul or higher self? So, for me, I mean you know, my journey is also to align with my soul's journey and my higher self. And that's why I'm authentic in my work in terms of, you know, if there's directness, then I'm going to be direct. If there's kind of, you know, if there's trauma that comes up, past trauma, you know, if there's constraints within myself, then it's something I will work on to heal within myself. And, you know, that's why for me that that is the journey of authenticity and that authenticity is aligning with your higher self. So if somebody come to me and said, you know, they want to align to the higher self and I get, I get people who are, you know, brand new to the path in terms of they actually don't know what they want to do. They just know that they've got this higher call and there's something that they want to move out to, that they want to leave the job, they want to leave the business, but they actually don't know what it is that they want to do. You know, I have people there. I have people who are literally on the periphery. They know they want to do it, but they need that, you know, hands holding through the process. And then I have people, I have many coaches and, and healers, therapists and entrepreneurs that are coaches as well. And everyone's at different stages in their journey. So it all depends where they are. But if I was kind of to say, you know, to align to your higher self, you know, you, you, to align to your purpose, you just need to align to your higher self. And, you know, to align to your higher self is about stripping those ego limitations, you know, like the, the, the programming that we pick up. We, we have hundreds of thousands of programs that we're operating on on a daily basis, you know, and sometimes we think it's our intuition guiding us towards something, but it's actually the subconscious directing us. And we have to kind of differentiate what's the subconscious what's the kind of your blueprint in terms of your limitation and the ego constraints and actually what's the true ultimate body wisdom that's coming through you know because if we if we think about it the the ego is kind of something that's formed to keep us safe you know over many years and because it's formed to keep us safe it's always looking to mitigate risk it's always filtering through hundreds and thousands of programs that would that we've got that usually we've picked up from somebody else you know from one of our caregivers or peers whatever that is so it's about ultimately dissolving and stripping back those limitations and you know looking at your trauma dissolving all of that trauma working through that trauma you know and kind of creating a new blueprint of who you are and if we think, you know, for example, our brain 
over the last two million years, our, our brains being wired and developed for purely for survival. So we can say that you know sometimes when we're in our heads, it's it's coming from a place of ego because we are kind of we don't know how to tap into that body wisdom. Whereas the body wisdom for me is our soul that's you know in alignment with the universe, which has been in operation for you know almost thirteen billion years. So it's about moving out of the head, moving into the body, into the heart, into the feelings. And that's that's my starting point where I would, you know, kind of guide someone, looking at what their blockages are, their beliefs are, their constraints. You always know it's ego. If someone puts a constraint in place, you know, or fear, you know it's coming from safety. You know that the soul is limitless. You know, it's 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 powerful beyond measure we you know we can do boundless things endless so you know by the way somebody's speaking by the way they're communicating by the beliefs that they hold you know whether they're living a life which is kind of more soul-led or ego-led you know and this is not to attack the ego because the ego is something that was built in order to keep us safe in order to for us to survive so it's just about stripping that back to moving into a kind of a different reality for ourselves it's just it fascinates me when I hear someone else talk about it because you know I love learning about the ego and I love researching what it was there for you know thinking about when we're back you know as cave women and cave men and the saber-tooth example it just I love history so when I go back and I think wow it, it had such a, an important purpose didn't it and then as we've come into the 21st century again, it, it's attached to so many superficial things. You know, a lot of the time it's, you know, attached to how much I earn, what I wear, the house I live in, the car I drive, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, it's fascinating how we don't just come to earth with this sole purpose and we just, we just live life, you know, you know we connect to our higher self we know it's like a journey, isn't it? Like the ego comes in again to protect us, but from our caregivers and, and parents and, and teachers and siblings, these fears come in, these beliefs come in, these habits come in. And it is part of the journey, isn't it? I think we we, we signed up for this, didn't we? Because some people have come to the earth and they're just, you know, enlightened from the day they're born. You know, we've, we've had many of them. Jesus is one of them, you know, and it's, but for us, it is about the human experience, isn't it? We, we came here to experience what the ego is. We came here to experience what spirit is. Even though we're having a human experience, it's... And this is, it, yeah, it, it, and this is why we shouldn't, you know, people view the ego as negative. I don't view the ego yeah. as negative. For me, it's about befriending the ego. It's about understanding the mm-hmm. ego. It's about understanding what your triggers are, you know, within the ego, because that actually points you to to the woundings that you'd have to work on because those woundings are the limitations. Any wound that you've got is going to limit you on some level because, you know, the brain will literally search back through your past and it will predict a future based on what happened in the past. So because of that, then if you've had some trauma or experience of trauma in the past or negative experiences, then that's going to put you in your ego in a place of fear of what's going to happen in the future. So that's how the brain, you know, fully functions and works. And it does that as a mechanism, which has developed over too many years, to ultimately just keep us safe. So we have to, yeah. because sometimes there is times in our life 
when we need to feel safe and we need to weigh up, we need to assess, we need to mitigate risk. But then it's about using discernment because some people are in that hypervigilant trauma response state all of the time. When what that does is that actually negates our true essence, that actually negates the kind of one of the experiences that we're here for, which was the re-remembrance of actually who we are and our divine essence. So, you know, we are in the university of life. That's how it is. And as we move through that, it's about understanding that, okay, we are on this school journey and it's a series of evolution. So what what do we do? We we remove those restraints, you know, we, we, we look at them. We can go right the way down through our lineage because, you know, epigenetics shows now the things are getting carried through our DNA, through, you know, physical. And we know a lot of the time physical is caused by a, an emotional trauma. So that being said, we can look and say, okay, we know we're getting programmed from the last trimester of birth. So we're in that program programmable state right through, you know, it could be many generations back, we're picking up on those traumas, their beliefs, their programs, and it's getting passed down. And then we're still being programmed in the last trimester of birth right the way through. And then, you know, up until the age of seven, we're in the thesis state, you know, and the thesis yep. state, as you know. So that's when our blueprint's forming. And then that blueprint we're operating on unless we do some sort of form of inner work to say, okay, I'm going to look and address me constraints. I'm going to address me wounds. I'm going to look at what my programs are in order for me to fully align with the divine essence and why I'm here. Because and my belief, and it is my belief, is that we all have a higher soul purpose. It doesn't mean that that purpose has to be, you know, saving the world and helping millions of people. It's different for everybody because every part is you know is equal everybody is kind of as important and as special as each other every soul is magnificent but it's about okay so if that's if that's what we're here for you fully need to align and understand what your soul purpose is because we have an entire ecosystem in life and we know like you know we can look at the insects we can look at you know, within the ecosystem or the animals, we can look at nature, we can look at the seasons, and we know everything fits perfectly. And, you know, Mother Nature's so divine in the way that she can, you know, repopulate and heal and, you know, overcome adversity, you know, from humans and mankind, which creates scarcity. So we know that. So if we aligned ourselves with all everyone's sole purpose to say, okay, this is what we're all here, this is our divine essence then, you know, the world has become a really special place. I love it. I just find it fascinating how, like, you know, we're on this earth together and we're all going through different experiences, but again, we're all connected in so many ways. It's just, oh, it, it fascinates me talking about it. But when you were talking about, you know, how we're, like, wired in our DNA and, you know, the fight, fight, or flee, uh, fight flight, or freeze, it's like, you think about, you know, what one, someone's fear. So for example, say it was going up on a stage in front of a thousand people, you know, that, that can, that can induce fear in people, can it, you know, that kind of something like that, you know, the, the brain again can look back and think, oh my God, well, that stage is a saber tooth. Do you know what I mean? It's like, 
it, it, again, it's the condition, isn't it? It's and then it's allowing them conditions to to reprogram them conditions, isn't it? Because it's it's doable. That's again the the science behind it is fascinating, you know. And that's why, like, obviously, I've just started studying NLP because it is about the, the brain can change. You know, you think about how the brain's so powerful, and the the brain is connected to the body, and the body's connected to to. to your organs and, and your org it's just everything's just combined into one but then the essence of that is the soul isn't it like you you came I and mean, if you go really spiritual with it you chose this vessel you chose this body you chose this personality you know so what you know how are you going to live your life to you know you're going to have to go through them traumas and then fears and you know doing the work that's kind of what I want to ask next is doing the work is the it's the hardest bit in some ways but it's the most transformational for me. Like, you know, understanding the ego and managing the ego is something that we all need to do. And it's a lifelong journey, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, usually it's when people get to the pain point, which is pu- which then pushes them into doing the work. And we only have to look at kinds of those things that we, we come and we incarnate and we choose, you know, to kind of to hold within this incarnation whatever that wound is, for example, I'll use rejection wounds, then, you know, if you if you spend a, a good proportion of your life or, you know, a huge part of your existence in overcoming this wound and healing this wound, then imagine the magic that you can then provide because, you know, as they say, the goals is where it was, you know, lives in the shadows. In the shadows is where our alchemy, where our gold lies. So when we have a wound like that, for example, and that can become our biggest strength because, you know, we work on it so much, overcome it so much, then all of a sudden it's not a wound anymore. And then what, what can we do? We can do more than, you know, what the person next to us who did, wasn't born with a rejection wound and never had to work with it on, you know, so we can then put ourselves out there to a bigger degree and accept criticism without allowing the fragile ego to stop us and being scared of rejection, you know. And rejection's huge that people carry because... Again, going back to cavemen times, if you, if you know, and we are a herd species, so because of that, we have this pack mentality. We need to be accepted and validated, especially by our caregivers. And if we're not, then you know, the response would have been, you know, many years ago, well, if I'm not accepted by my parents and I'm in the wild, I'm, I'm going to be left to die. You know, that is the natural response. It's not like now where you know. If a baby's left, someone else will pick it up and adopt it. doesn't work like that. Years ago, you get left, you're dead. So that's instinctively, we have this desire to be validated and accepted. So rejection can be a huge wound. And it is all about, you know, the inner work for me is about understanding what those wounds are. Understanding your wounds by by allowing yourself to feel the triggers. And where do the triggers lead, lead me to? And then... Where that leads me to, how does that make me feel? Okay, so there's a wound. Rather than immediately projecting it onto the other person that they have made me feel a certain way, you know, if we look at life as just, it's purely a journey we're on with a relationship to self, no more, no less. So our relationship to self and how healthy that is is going to determine how healthy our relationship to others are. So the inner work is why it's so important because that's going to transform our wounds, it's going to transform our relationships around us. When we start to understand our patterns of behaviours, when we understand our wounds, and, you know, it can be it can be one decision made in childhood based on something that we saw or something that happened to us 
creates a programme. We operate on that programme our entire life. We then develop a certain set of traits, characteristics, patterns of behaviours that align to that decision we made and and that programme. And then, you know, you get to age 30, age 40, and you don't see yourself as being any different because that's how it's always been for you. When if you just take it back to the point of creation of when that began and start to unravel the patterns of behaviours and start to change them and make conscious decisions and move forward with conscious awareness, you know, and have tools to do so as well because it's not as easy as, you know, reading a book and then all of a sudden you're healed, you know. There's, there's, there's kinds of strategies and tools that can help you do that and change those patterns and behaviours, create a new blueprint for yourself then that is ultimately the inner work. And then the inner work is what's going to change our entire life and change our reality. It's going, to ch- it's going to create a new inner relational blueprint of how we relate to other people, how we emote to people, you know, how all of these different things and how we kind of respond to people. So when we look at it as it's a relationship to self, when someone triggers us, it's about not, projecting onto them or going into attack but looking at ourselves and how we're going to respond we can control our response we can control you know how we react to that person and that's ultimately what inner work is yeah it, it reminds me of like you know the stuff that I learned was you know if someone's mean to you you know yeah that says more about them it's how you how the how you feel about that so if someone says something you know triggers you and says something really mean to you that's you know, that's for you, how it makes you feel it is is for you to work on. It's, it's your responsibility to take on board and say, oh, well, I didn't like that. And why I didn't like like that? And, you know, thought therapy journaling is, is changed my life. When I started doing that two years ago, I'd like, you know, rank, I'd rank how, how much it triggered me. And I know you know a bit about my triggers at the moment. So, but like now they're getting little and like more little. And I think, oh, they're not as significant, but they're actually more powerful even the little tiny ones that I think, oh, I'll just leave them and avoid them. You know, I remember you said don't avoid them because they're actually the most transformational ones because I'm thinking, oh my God, like that's so small, but it's had the most, the biggest impact. And while you were talking, then a question came to me and it's something that I've been asking myself over the last couple of weeks. And the question was, every human on this planet, no matter what, what they've done, you know, if, as we say, right and wrong is different to everybody. It's a duality that's been created in humanity, you know, no matter who it is. Do you believe that every human on earth deep down desires just to be loved? Yeah, so what I believe is that when you're born, you've got one sole aim and that is to be loved. That's it. That's that's what I believe that. That is what every doing so behind every action is to be loved and even some you know people are kind of you go into more violence and, and you know more angry you know, that's that's usually covering up something deeper a deeper trigger angry because they need more love they don't feel loved they feel rejected they feel wounded and I think you know that a lack of love in somebody's life you know a lack of love can actually um, change your blood chemistry. That's how powerful a lack of love is. And there's over 50 studies that prove that, you know. Um, so if you imagine you've got a lack of love, the, the physiological effect it's having on your body, the effect it's having on, on your brain, and 
affect emotionally how it makes you feel about yourself and the decisions you make about yourself based on you not being loved then more often than not people then can develop into you know quite toxic behaviors and toxic habits and you know other people will will judge you know certain people's behaviors when actually and I'm not saying you know let's all be love and light and, and love everyone and that's what's going to heal the world because it's more complex than that, you know. There's there's people that have kind of developed certain behaviours and patterns over really long periods of time and and you know, more for rehabilitation, but sometimes it can be that quite dangerous in terms of what the forms, but then if it would have been stopped and nipped in the bud from buds from a very early age, you probably would have seen different behaviours and characteristics as my point. Because even when people are trying to be loved, trying trying to, you know, making decisions in in the moment usually behind it is how do i get love yeah yeah right i connect i connect to you know how do i become love it's something that obviously i know the saint francis prayer really sticks with me it's one of my favorite ones and you know it's it's not asking for love it's letting me become love and that's you know a lot of the time it, it, but again it you know ha, you know some of it is you know, how we're brought up, everyone's different, how we're brought up, you know, as you know, and it's, but again, I, th- I always, my belief is that we, we, we chose our parents, we chose our siblings, we chose everybody who comes into our life for, for a reason. And it's for this, it's to, it's to have the trauma, it's to have certain beliefs, it's to have, you know, different things to work through because the journey of that is, is, it is challenging. It, we're not going to sit here and lie and say, oh yeah, it's a breeze. And like you said, you're not just going to read a book and be like, I'm healed. It literally takes, and I've done it. I'll, I'm, I'll hold my hands up and think, you know, I've done say six, six to 12 months of it. And I think, oh, you know, I'm getting really there. But then the universe goes, no, you've still got this little bit to do. Or, you know, I'll be having like a good week and then one little trigger will happen. I'll go, damn it. I was doing really good. And, but it's just, but when I do, like I said, you befriend the ego. And then when I get triggered now, I think, oh, great. So I've still got something to work on. And how can I work on it? So having the tools, doing the work, you know, it's got to be part of you, your daily routine for me. It's like brushing your teeth. It's got to be part of connecting to your soul, connecting to your higher self, because that's what your soul desires, isn't it? To, to be healed. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's kind of a psychotomy at play because... Sometimes you can go too much into the heal and heal and heal and it's this, you know, journey of just constantly I'm looking for things to heal and by doing that you're rejecting yourself in its current state. So we have to be careful because, you know, and I say this and I'm I'm all about inner work and growth and, and you know, and, and that's how I guide my clients. But it's also about accepting yourself in the moment as well because otherwise we can, by, by constantly, even the word healed, you know, suggests that there's something broken, there's something diseased, yeah. something that's not working right. So we, we just have to be careful with how we do approach it. And, you know, I, for me, I just position it, although, you know, it is a lot of trauma to deal with, it, I position, position it as, you know, there's this growth journey and I'm, and I'm looking for things and identifying triggers. But it also depends, again, how much work you've got you've done in yourself to get to that space so someone who's done more work will perceive it differently the healing journey so 
you know, there's, there's a lot of different things at play and anything for me, you know, anything that's not of the ultimate truth of, of you know, of the soul of who you are creates suffering. So all of these stories that we tell ourselves, because they are stories, you know, we, we, we make a decision in childhood. And it's so interesting because we make a decision when we're age six, something about ourselves based on a thing that happened to us. And then we get to 36 and we're still carrying the story of we are this thing, like we're not worthy or, you know, we're not lovable because when we were a small child, something happened to us. And when we step into empathy, we realise that actually the child didn't have the healthy sense of self, you know, didn't have that healthy ego developed. So it made a decision based on not the full information you know, and it didn't have that empathy and awareness to say, okay, well, this person treated me like this because maybe they're having a bad day or maybe because they were treated like that. So because the child self can't take itself out of the situation and look at it from that perspective, it automatically makes an assumption. But then the adult has the responsibility to take a step back and say, that was an assumption that child made. Me as a child made an assumption, that assumption's not true. I'm carrying this story on now. And then that's where personal responsibility comes in because you're carrying a story on and you are creating a self-perpetual state of suffering because it's not the truth. So anything that is not truth is create suffering. So this this is what we have to do when we're looking at, okay, how do I align with a higher perspective? Yeah. And the other thing I was going to say was about, you know, attaching, like when you said about, it's not just about the healing, 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 because we can get really attached to it. And, you know, again, you know what attachment is, you know, you get to attach and you actually, it's, it isn't good for you, you know, because we, we need to have the balance. Uh, and it, it, I think it, again, it's b- before we finish there, I want to just ask like, you know, how do people differentiate between a higher self thought and an ego thought for you? Because again, if, if they're doing some healing work and they feel good, say one week, they feel really good. They've done quite a bit of healing work, you know, after over a couple of weeks, you know, should, you know, they should be able to take a few days off and rest and recoup and just reflect. So, you know, I, I have a lot of clients say to me, you know, sometimes I don't know if it's me and a critic or if it's my higher self, you know, how to know the difference. So it'd be interesting to see, you know, how, how you see that. So, well, put it this way, there's no, like, you, you can't you can't say, okay, well, this is a characteristic of the higher self and this is the characteristic of the ego. What we have to do is we have to know ourselves. We have to understand our patterns and our traits because, for example, when we're trying to tune into discernment, I mean, for me, I, I, you know, I'm an intuitive, so I, I get visions, I get feelings. Everybody's different. So for me, you know, I have an experience through my whole body when I know that something is from my higher self. I can feel the buzzing sensation energetically in my head when it's coming from the ego. But not everybody has that because not everybody's developed their sensitivity to energy in that way. So you know, you have to understand a very easy, simple way of doing it is understanding what your wounds are because then when you understand your wounds, your programs and your patterns, then when you're making a decision, you can see whether it aligns with that wounds and whether it aligns with that pattern, you know, because if you've, if you, then patterns and then wounds are going to point us to the stories we tell about ourselves. And if we're in ego, if we're, if, and it's, you know, discernment of is it ego, 
Well, if it aligns with the pattern that you've had the entire life, then it's pretty much going to be ego. If it's, if it's coming from a different place, one of openness and possibility, then it's more than likely going to be your soul. Yeah. And again, it's the body tells you, doesn't it? Like you get those like really awful gut feelings with them, you know, when it's your higher self, you're like, oh, this is really good. And you, you've got, you, you know, it takes practice because again, you, people are conditioned in different ways. Like people see the negatives in every situation or they think the worst, you know, and you've got to train your mind to look at the positives and, and the, the, the opportunities and the possibilities because the, it, like you said, we're limitless, you know, that there's so much we can do and there's so much that we can experience and the opportunities we've got are just endless so it is really interesting like I could talk about this topic for so long but I do want to ask you as well about the work you do and how people can find you you know I know that I'm signed up to the academy which is amazing you know that is really going deep and it it's helped like even the for example the the work I did yesterday the aspect work about values and boundaries so just to give an example, you know, I've always stuck to values and I've always kind of, I, I read my values a lot and, but you made me go to them deeper, you know, and it's just, I love how you combine them with boundaries. Cause again, your values are who you are. It's your core, isn't it? It's like one of mine is kindness. So why would I accept anything less than kindness? So that was a really, really interesting exercise for me because I, I experienced that at the weekend and I just thought to myself, God, it just relates so much. So if you tell everybody how they can work with you and the, the, I know the offerings that you've got, you've got some different ones, haven't you? Yeah. So yeah, so just, just with the academy, it's all those exercises were born out of my experiences. So that's why they're different. You know, that's why they're not exercises that are, are out there in, in the way that they're linked and things like that because they're purely born out of my own experiences. And I think... You know, we can spend too much time doing qualifications. And although I have got a lot of qualifications, a lot of the work I teach is based on, you know, it's experiential and my experience and experience with clients. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I do have different offerings. I have an academy which people can join, which is all pre-recorded courses. And it's a combination of inner work and going into, you know, more of the business tools and if you want to put yourself out there and visibility and things like that you know but then I have kinds of courses that I teach and I have practitioners now training to teach them and they are all centered around inner work so the type of work that we're discussing right now um and I do kinds of like packages one-to-one packages as well for clients and I have a global client base now, you know, with, with who I work with and where I work because I'm trying to get this this kind of work out there further, but it goes to a, a deeper a deeper level from multi-perspectives as well, not just, you know, one healer modality. There's a, there's a blend of lots of different ones. Um, and, yeah, I mean, people can just contact me through my website, which is uh, com has to be there before the Sarah McBride because there's another Sarah McBride in America who's a senator. So that's <laughs> You're the senator of the spiritual world in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'll put I'll put your uh, links in the show notes, Sarah, so everyone can find you. But definitely check out the Academy, guys, because it's got everything in there that you need just to start the work off, do that inner work, and you can do it at your own pace and 
you know, all this all this work's come from from Sarah and, you know, she's channeled it and she's intuitively done it. So it's it's from the soul, it's from the higher self. So it's gonna be truth, authentic. So thanks, Sarah, for coming on. It's always interesting talking to you and I love I love chatting to you about this stuff. Thank you for having me on. You're so welcome. So I hope you enjoyed it, guys. If you've got any questions for me or Sarah, just reach out. I'll put Sarah's website in the show notes and I'll put her Instagram links in there as well so you can check her out. But yeah, I really hope you took something away from this episode because it is it's deep work, but it's interesting, fascinating work at the same time. But it's really needed. You know, it is needed. People need to be aware of it. And yeah, it's just it's it's bringing more light into the world, isn't it? And helping helping each other heal, as you said, when we start to heal ourselves, we in turn heal the world, don't we? So, thanks again, Sarah, and yeah, look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye, bye, guys. Are you looking for help on your path to healing? I'm Lisa Campion. I'm a psychic, Reiki master, teacher, and energy healer. On my podcast, The Miracle of Healing, I'm going to help you on your healing path. Listen to conversations with leading teachers in energy medicine, quantum healing, and people who have recovered from loss and illness. Whether it's to take care of your own healing or to help other people, this is the podcast for you right here on mindbodyspirit.fm.